Welcome to the Empower and Flow podcast. I am Francesca and I created this podcast for success-driven women who want to become truly empowered, tap into their feminine energy and get in flow so they can accelerate their growth. Get ready to get inspired and learn how to let go of the hassle of control, overwhelm and perfectionism so that you can embrace your natural feminine flow, reach your true potential and achieve your goals with more ease and fulfillment. Welcome to the Empower and Flow podcast. Today's episode is definitely very empowering and I am so happy to bring you this interview with my friend and also um, fellow boss babe because she's also, um, we met actually because we are in the same business mastermind we have been for a little while now. So I I got the chance to see, um, to know Susan um, from essentially from behind the scenes, right? So not just from social media, media but really I got the chance to um, hear about her more deeply during our mastermind and I just think she's an amazing human and she has so much to share that is so valuable for women in general I, I mean all women. So today's topic is going to be around sexuality, which I never talked before actually on the podcast. And I think it is high time that we do that because our sexuality is such an important part of us and such an important part to be more in our feminine, to be more connected with our body and our emotions to feel ourselves more. So it's not something that we can just bypass or pretend is not there because I'm not going to lie, I'm not super comfortable to talk about this topic on a podcast, right? But I think it's 100% necessary. So this is why I have Susan with me today. She is an intuitive healer, channel, spiritual mentor, and Reiki master who helps women activate their divine feminine energy, merge their sexuality and their spirituality, and work their magic and build their dream. So just a little disclaimer before we actually move into the interview, I want to make sure that you feel really comfortable listening to this and we're going to use language that is related to sexuality. So if you have any kids or anyone around you that you don't want to hear this episode, just please um, pause it here and then come back when you feel 100% you are in the zone, you're focused on this and you can just listen freely. And yeah, so that's it. I will leave you to the interview and enjoy. Hi, Susan. Welcome to the Empowering Flow podcast. Hi, Francesca. Thanks for having me. Super excited to have you because I I just um, said to everyone that we met in a business retreat um, in December 2020 and then we got we were in the same mastermind so actually I'm really glad that I got to know you a little bit from behind the scenes and not just from social media and so I, I really think um, this interview will bring so much value to everyone and so yeah thank you to be here and if you can just introduce yourself and um Tell everyone about your story and how you got to do what you do today, how you got into sexuality and spirituality and yeah, a little bit about you. Okay. Yay. Well, thanks again for having me. I'm so excited to chat even more. 
Um, so I'm Susan and I work now as a spiritual mentor and really a sexual empowerment coach for women. And I got this start. I feel like my whole entire life was, was like helping me get to this point. So I grew up in a Christian home. So in a religious home and I was taught little to nothing about sexuality growing up. It was a very taboo topic and something that I was taught to avoid and not touch. And it's, it presented a lot of fear to me from a very young age about sexuality. And then as I started to grow up and get into like my teenage years and my twenties, all the people around me were starting to explore sexuality. And I would find myself feeling really uncomfortable a lot of the time because I felt so disempowered. I didn't know, I didn't know what was okay and what wasn't okay. And I, I had a lot of guilt and shame around my Christian conditioning and it just didn't feel good. And I didn't know how to talk about it. And I didn't feel like I had anyone to ask or like an adult that I could talk to about any of it. And this really set me up to have some disempowering and sort of awful experiences in my relationships. So I like the first boyfriend that I ever had in college, he, he and I lost our virginity to each other. And we were together for about a year before we ever even did it. And after we did we, it was like this shame spiral of, oh no, like, is that okay that we did that? I don't know if we can do that again. Are we going to hell? And it was, it was very shameful and it was not a good feeling. And it was not a good feeling to have shared my heart and body with somebody and then to be met with, I think I'm going to hell because of this act that you participated in with me. And it sort of, it reminds me of like the original Adam and Eve story about how she tempted him with the apple and so it was like that story is so ingrained in a lot of us who grew up in Christianity. And so I, it was like that was playing out in my life too. And then throughout my 20s, I naturally wanted to explore. So I was very curious and I had the feelings in my body and I wanted to explore. And so I allowed myself to do that. But all, a lot of the time it was under the influence of alcohol, which also didn't feel good. And I attracted a lot of experiences where I was not being treated with love or respect and I wasn't doing it to feel empowered. I was just doing it because I had these feelings inside of me that I wanted to channel into a sexual experience. And so that, that didn't feel good. That was like a big period of my life that also really didn't feel good. And then I also went through another relationship during my 20s where it was like two and a half years I was together with this guy. And it was like when we first met, there was this amazing spark between the two of us. And then just as quickly as that spark had come, it died. So three months into the relationship, everything was just dead sexually. And I remember talking to him about it. I remember gathering all my courage to have a conversation with him about the lack of sex that we were having and, and essentially how dissatisfied I was. And he met me with like shutting me down. So he basically said, that's not really that important in a relationship. And 
I, I was so disempowered in that realm already that I took that on as my truth, even though that was not my truth. And so like my soul basically was telling me like, this is very important to you and something that you value and you want to talk about it with your partner. And he met me with, this is not valuable. And so looking back, I wish I'd ended the relationship then and there, but I did what a lot of people do. And I stayed in the relationship. I stuck around. I really wanted it to work. And I really loved him in a lot of other ways too. And I remember when I left the relationship, I felt this goddess energy wake up inside of me. So it was like, I was stifling this energy inside of me that was totally shut down and I didn't feel safe feeling it or expressing it. So I disconnected myself from it. And then when I ended that relationship, it just woke back up. And so from then on out, it was a journey of me starting to learn about more about sexuality and, and from, from working with intuitive coaches and from reading things and listening to podcasts. But then there's another layer to my story. So when I was 17, my dad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. And so I went through my college years. So into my twenties, all through my twenties, I was watching my dad die. And that was really hard for many reasons, but I just remember like feeling like this is a, the man that I always looked up to that always protected me and was always there for me. And I knew I could always depend on him. And he was turning into someone that needed to be cared for all the time. So it was like, we needed to care for him. And it was really hard, especially to navigate that through a time when I was exploring my sexuality and exploring a lot of drinking and partying and trying to figure out like if the corporate world felt good. And um, so eventually um, I ended up starting to do yoga and I started to learn how to, when I started doing yoga, I, I started learning how to breathe and I noticed that I could feel energy moving through my body. Like my emotions, I could move them through my body through movement. And that was really inspiring to me. And then I started working with an intuitive coach. And so that was what introduced me to spirit guides and meditation And so I'd go meet with her and she would just tune into my spirit guide. So she would just channel them. It was her gift. And then she would just deliver whatever messages were for me. And some sessions were more like energy healing and me just laying on her table and just sobbing the whole time. And some sessions were more like a little bit more strategic. Like, what am I, what am I going to say in this conversation with this person that I need to have? And so I worked with her for a while. And then I worked with another intuitive coach who taught me even more about meditation and learning how to communicate more from the feminine. And she introduced me to masculine and feminine energy. And when I was first introduced to it, I took it way to an extreme. So like, I love to tell the story when I learned about being in the feminine, I started dating, I was seeing this guy and I was taught do not reach out to him or even answer his texts unless he texts me first with a question. And so I would, we'd go on a date and then like, it would be days that would go by and I wouldn't hear from him because I wasn't going to reach out and text him. And the relationship, things were just not flowing. So it wasn't going to work out even if I had jumped into my masculine or like had like given him a little bit more. 
But when I ended things with him, he said to me, like, I'm looking for a partnership. And I just felt like you were not meeting me halfway at all. And so it was like, when I first learned about this stuff, I sort of, I just went to the extreme passive feminine side and that didn't work. Um, but that was the first time that I had heard about masculine and feminine energy. And so that really like woke something up within me. And so my dad died almost four years ago. And so that was sort of another initiation of, of spirituality and learning about what's on the other side and opening of my spiritual gifts. So it's like, I had this pathway of, of religion and sexual disempowerment and awful sexual experiences. And then I had this pathway of my dad dying and, and dealing with grief and learning about the spiritual side. And then they sort of merged together after he died. And so the past few years have really been me diving into both of them, but sort of together. And so I love to weave them together because I feel like that's helped me heal the shame that I used to carry from religion. So there's this idea that there's no place for sexuality in this like pure, like Christian realm. And I always say, but if we're created by God and God created our bodies, why would we have been created with technology to feel such pleasure? And why would we naturally want to be sexual with other people? And what else can we do with that energy? And so a lot of my studies over the past few years have been about the energetics of sexuality and embodiment practices to start to work with that energy. So just like I discovered I could go to yoga and move my emotions around through movement, I'm learning now, or I have been learning for the past few years, how to move my sexual energy through my body and utilize that for energy and creativity and for sexual experiences, but not just isolated to sexual experience and not just isolated to the genitals and the pelvic space. So, wow, that yeah. is so much. What a story. I already knew um, parts of it. Uh, like, thank you for the little episodes with the boyfriends and all of that. Because I think, and texting thing, because I think so many of us can relate to that. Like, the weirdness and the awkwardness of those experiences. I totally can. Um, but I wanted, to, there's so much to unpack and I was taking some notes and I just wanted to rewind a little bit and go back to, you know, what you said in the beginning, we felt so disempowered. I think a general theme around sexuality with women and their feminine in general, but especially with sexuality, I would say like sex and money are the two things where there is so much disempowerment and just lack of education. Um, And so we'd love to, um, I'd love if you could go deeper into what is really like, why there's so much disempowerment, what is really going on and what is actually blocking so many women from exploring their sexuality more. Yeah, that's a really good question and something that I think about a lot because I feel so fired up to help with that. I I think what you said about lack of education, I think that's a huge part of it because when we're not told or taught about something and then we see it all around us, it's it's just there's this huge disconnect of of well, I don't know anything about that and so I don't necessarily feel safe going into it, so it must be bad or there must be something that I don't know, so I shouldn't go there. And 
then there's a lot of, of in religion, especially in Christianity, in my experience anyway, and a lot of people that I've spoken with is there's this idea pushed about virginity. Like think about the Virgin Mary, like Virgin Mary, Virgin Mary, like that is taught to us over and over again. And so that paints this picture of we're only worthy if we're pure virgins. And that doesn't mesh with this other side of us that naturally exists within us. That's this more wild woman, this orgasmic woman. And so I think then there's this like inner conflict of, well, who am I and how do I express both of them? And there's also this idea that's taught, I think, in religion and especially more where I come from in the Midwest of the U.S. of just generally like abstinence like abstinence was what I was taught. Like, just don't do it. And it's like, but what am I supposed to do with the feelings that I have? Like, is there something wrong with me for having those feelings? And just like, what do you do when you get into a situation with someone who like, when you want to actually go into that experience. And so I I think it's just mostly a lack of education and then um, a teaching of purity and abstinence and just this idea of like, don't worry about it because God will just take care of it. Like, I feel like that was a theme that was sort of presented to me. And then in society, I feel like for thousands of years, sexuality has been so repressed that it's sexual energy is creative energy. It's like this, the energy that we use to create babies. And so it's very powerful. And if we stifle it, it's going to come out in a different way. So thousands of years of stifling this energy have led to other awful things coming out. So there's this whole dark side of sexuality that also exists. So like, to me, like the porn industry is like very, it's like very well known and a lot of people tap into it and there's nothing wrong with that. Like no judgment, no shame. And I've tapped into it before too. Um, But it's, it's the dark side. It's like, complete lack of emotion and there's also no education around women's pleasure within the porn industry and so I feel like we get zero education and we're taught to really be this like pure virgin archetype and then what we see when we go out into the world is the dark side way over sexualized which I also think represents a total sexual repression of our entire society And then I I think there's this other layer of it too, of um, toxic masculinity. And I know toxic masculinity is like a total buzzword these days. But what I mean by that is thousands of years of, of the masculine energy being the only thing that's valued in the world and overvalued. And so the masculine is sort of overstepped and like gone to the way extreme. And a lot of ways that that comes out is like, actual controlling of women. And so I think there's also this layer of my sexuality and my pleasure doesn't matter. It's just for the man. And I don't feel like I've, I feel like that's something that I dealt with a lot in my twenties when I was learning how to like hook up with men is I always put my pleasure last. I felt like I'm just here to provide a show for him. And I want him to think that he just got the best show of his life rather than I want my pleasure. So I think there's just all these different layers and that it's just so taboo. I agree. Definitely taboo. And I know like from my experience as well, 
my personal experience and my friend's experience because then you know other girls and it was the same for like all of us a little group of girls that I used to hang out with in high school like literally that those teenage years um, and early 20s as well and I know like because we don't have education around it and we feel so disempowered um even if for example in Europe so I um was raised in Italy and yes like I was I went to Catholic school I mean <laughs> so of course I, I remember that uh, like the idea the, the archetype of the virgin like for sure but it wasn't as common in society as it is in the U.S. I believe um, but there was lots of, um, you know, it was very taboo anyway. And it was, we felt so disempowered that we, same as you, like we were really not, I, I know like I, I could never ask for what I wanted and I could never actually receive also. Like I was worried if I was receiving too much pleasure, I wasn't actually doing my job, quote unquote. So totally, this is, mm -hmm. I think this is so true for um, so many girls and then luckily we grow and we learn like mm -hmm. at least like this is why we're sharing these on a podcast so that more women can learn about this um, yeah yeah and I also feel like just being able to hear it from somebody else it, it helps you realize like oh there's nothing wrong with me I'm not alone because that's something that I always felt was like I felt like everybody else around me was probably having amazing orgasms and getting lots of good pleasure and I just like didn't know what to do that's how I always felt yeah because no one talks about it no one talks about it so yeah I love that I love what you shared that I would love to like if you could share um how women could start to explore their sexuality whether they are maybe like pretty young so let's say early 20s or if they're maybe like um more in their 30s or even 40s and 50s but they would like to go deeper with this their sexuality or maybe deeper in the sexuality with a partner or with a, in long-term relationship so what what would you say so i would say there are many different ways that you could go about it and always explore what feels best for your body so if i give you a suggestion here and you are like no I feel uncomfortable with that don't you don't ever have to do anything that you're not comfortable with so it's it's even same with like when you're working with a partner and you want to consent to what's going on like same with your own body as well when you're just working with yourself I think one of the main things is to just start to become aware of what brings you pleasure so I think a really simple layer of this is just start to notice in your everyday life, just like how we always talk about, remember what, and like bring attention to what you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. I like to do the same with what's bringing me pleasure, what feels pleasurable in my life. So even like wearing sweaters and like putting underwear on that feels really like feels good in my body and helps me feel like a little more sexy and like when I wake up in the morning, like, or when I go to bed, like I pay attention to my, my blankets and my bed and my pillow. Like I, I consciously think about, oh, I love, I love these blankets that I get to sleep with. And I love this pillow that I get to lay my head on. And this brings me pleasure. 
and just drawing your attention to those little things and then choosing more things that do bring you little bits of pleasure. So I think that can feel safe to just start to introduce that to yourself or reintroduce that. And then another thing I think is, is a simple way to start to focus is notice what starts to turn you on. So like take yourself into an experience where you felt turned on and let yourself feel it and notice where you feel it in your body and how it feels. So a lot of times we'll feel it right in the pelvic space, like right down at the base of the spine, like more where the genitals are and just start to notice what that feels like. And instead of attaching that to, I shouldn't, I don't know if I should feel that way. I don't know if it's appropriate for me to be turned on by this, start to attach it to, I'm just aware that I have this energy inside of me. And you can even call it bliss energy or creative energy. It doesn't have to be sexual energy or or, orgasmic energy if those words feel a little bit foreign or uncomfortable. Because really when that energy is circulating through your body, you feel blissful. So I like to think of it as this bliss energy that I have access to. And I also think just like starting to get really in tune with your body. So being naked in front of a mirror and just looking at yourself and just taking yourself in. And I know that can feel scary or that might sound scary, but try it and see what happens. And, and when I, there was a period where I did a ton of mirror work. So I would sit in front of the mirror and I would, I would look at all of my parts and that was super monumental for me to receiving pleasure from men because I like, if, if someone's down there and I don't know what's down there and I haven't looked, that makes me feel uncomfortable. But if I'm aware of what's down there and that's all part of me and I'm familiar with it, like it's building a relationship with like a friend, then it's not scary to have someone down there because I already revere that part of myself and I've already connected to that part of myself. So just like be naked and look at yourself in the mirror And I went through a period where I had a lot to release. And so when I did that, I would cry a lot, not in like a, not in like a sad way necessarily, but just in like a, just this profound, like building of a relationship that's so important. And so if you do feel emotional, when you start to do some of this work, know that that's okay. And that's normal and let it flow. Um, And then I think breast massage was one of the best things that I learned how to do. So I will, this is something that I do every day, um, to a different extent, depending on how much time I want to dedicate to it, but I'll put lotion on my hands or I'll rub oil on my hands and then literally just make circles around my breasts. And by consciously doing that, I'm starting to connect more with these parts of my body that are pleasure centers. They have the potential to be more pleasurable. And I think there's also a lot of shame and disempowerment around the way women's bodies are shaped. And so just starting to connect with and like massage parts of your body that you might not feel connected to, or that you feel disempowered about, I think that starts to build a loving connection with those parts of your body too. And so I think, I think those are like the main things to start to really introduce yourself to your own sexuality and to exploring. And then in terms of working with a partner, communication is key. 
So like my partner and I now, um, we have a really amazing sexual relationship and we communicate really, really well. And so a lot of the conversations that we have had in the beginning, they happened not in the bedroom. So, and I've actually talked to him a lot about like, well, what would you advise people to do to talk about sexual things in their relationship that feel uncomfortable? And he always says, we'll talk about it over dinner or over breakfast or like while you're getting coffee or tea and talk about it in an environment where you're not heated in the moment and, and somebody might feel somebody might take something too personally. So that can be really nice. Like maybe you get coffee with your partner and then you just bring it up and say, Hey babe, like, I'd really like to, I'm really interested in trying this thing or like, I just want to explore my sexuality more. Like, are you on board with that? And like, can we just talk about this? And, and like having no agenda, I think having no agenda is really important. And then in the actual moment, just like, if something does feel good, just like reinforcing and just learning how to learning how to start to communicate, even if it's just small things like saying, yes, that feels good or no, that doesn't feel good. And like, I'm at the point where if I don't have, if, if my partner and I have an experience and it's like not top notch, it doesn't feel that good for me. Like I'll straight up tell him, like, I don't feel satisfied right now. Like I don't, that didn't feel good. And we were honest with each other. Whereas like he can take that and I'm not afraid to crush his ego. And I know that we'll then, we'll then just talk about like, well, what was the issue? And then like, okay, next time, like we'll do a redo. And so we just make it fun. We like, like just make it playful. Yeah. Is that, is that answer the question that you had? Yeah, no, I think it's like so many different things we can that the listeners can try. I know like, and I can definitely like we can always get better because I was, um, I read a book um, that's called Pussy by Regina Thomas Howard. I can also leave it in the show notes because I would, I would say every single woman on this planet should read this book. Um, and the thing about the, the mirror, like looking at your parts in the mirror, um, definitely because that it really, really helps. And the massage as well. And I know even just not breast massage, yes, but even just like massaging, like you're putting lotion on your skin, but intentionally in feeling yes. your body. Because um, for many women, um, it's also like, because maybe we don't like our stomach, it's not as flat as we would like it to be. We're not as, you know, um, lean as we would like to be, as toned as we see other women, right? Right. So what we do is like, we put on like moisturizer as fast as possible to forget about it, to not really stay there. But actually the moment and I come, I come from like a home is like an eating disorder. It wasn't, it wasn't an eating disorder, but it was disordered eating. Um, and coming from uh, the world of ballet and all of that. And I remember like that, like touching, actually touching my body just with a simple lotion helped me so much to reconnect with myself because otherwise there, there's, you can't really feel pleasure because you don't allow yourself to feel pleasure. Um, so yeah, just wanted to share that. <laughs> I love I love that so much and also as you were talking I I was just having another thought of like 
the word self-pleasure always scared me because that was something that definitely I was told to stay away from. And that was like the last layer of shame that I had to peel away. Um, But massage, just calling it massage and just thinking about it as massage, like regardless of where my hands were on my body or where I was focusing, that was monumental for me too, of just, I'm just massaging my body. It doesn't have to be anything weird. It doesn't have to be anything that I'm uncomfortable with, but just massaging my tissues and massaging my skin. Like that was, that was like so key to like rebuilding that connection. Yeah, and definitely about the language. I also, I, I don't like most of the terms, like the, most of the, ter- of the names, the common names, I just, they don't vibe with me. I just don't like me them. Too. I change the language. I just change the language. And it's a totally different story. Um, I completely agree with you. Yeah. And like my partner and I just, they, we have a totally different, we have our own lingo for, about like to talk about sex in our relationship, like totally complete different words because cool. it's just not, yeah. So I think, yeah, and it came naturally and I think it does always come naturally because it's very just, it's who we are. Mm-hmm. We, as you said earlier, I love that you called it technology because um, it's so true, loved it. Anyway, <laughs> moving on, <laughs> I wanted to ask you then when we, because sexual energy is just so powerful. And I wanted to ask you, how, we, how, how can we leverage the power of sexual energy in across all other areas of our life? Because when you feel pleasure, well, then you feel so much better. Your mood is so much better. Your relationships improve. Your confidence improves. So how can we do that? Yeah, great question. So learning to first become aware of your sexual energy. So that exercise that I mentioned of take yourself into a time when you felt turned on and just let yourself be okay with it and notice how it feels. And then you'll notice that that energy is right in your pelvic space. It's where your genitals are. And we can actually pump that energy up through our body. So depending on what works for you and what more of your spiritual gifts are, You might just visualize that energy rising up your spine and you can circulate it around your body, or you might literally feel that energy rising up your spine. Um, So what I like to do is if you've heard of Kegels or the, they also call it the PC muscles. So it's, it's all the muscles that you'd use for excretion. You tighten them and you pull up on them. And if you do that just a few times, like just try it. Um, you'll feel that energy and it sort of feels like it's stoking, like a fire that's like getting stoked. And so something that I love to do that I do every single day, like throughout the day is I'll, I'll engage my PC muscle and I'll pull up and I'll imagine taking that energy and pulling it all the way up. So using that force of contracting my PC muscle And then I'll take an inhale, breathe in, and then imagine pulling that breath all the way up my spine to the crown of my head. And then I'll let it circulate down the front of my face. And then I store it in my heart and in my breasts. So I imagine doing that a lot. So it's like, I'm taking that energy up and I'm just circulating it through my body. And so then I just feel like I have more, more of this vibrant energy 
in my body and especially in my heart. And to me, that helps me just be more loving, more compassionate, more open to receiving and more open to love. And another way that you can start to work with this energy is like, if you are in a sexual experience, you can set an intention and you don't even have to tell, this can be something that you start just on your own. You don't have to talk to your partner about it. If you're uncomfortable with that, you might set an intention going into a sexual experience of, you know, I want to get better at receiving pleasure in this experience because I want to receive more money in my business, or I'm going to take myself into an orgasmic state or a pleasure state within the sexual experience. And then as I'm in that, I can think about something that I want to manifest. And so that's a way that you can start to use that energy when it's really flowing through you really naturally and connect it to something that you want in your field that you want in your life. And since you're feeling so good, it's like it opens the pathway to receive that stuff. And another way, which I'm sure you've talked about a lot with your audience and with your clients is just learning to work with your menstrual cycle too. And then we can also use, apply this to the lunar cycle. So whether you have a menstrual cycle or not, you can also work with the moon. So when the moon is full, it's very bright and it's most luminous. And that's when there's peak energy to work with. And same in your menstrual cycle, when you're in the ovulation phase, instead of using that time to create a baby, create something else. So use that time to you and use that extra energy that you have access to during that time of your cycle and use it to get some more things done. So it's like you go into more of like a masculine mode of like doing and taking action And then during the yin phase of the cycle, so like when you have your period, I a lot of times receive a lot of downloads and guidance around that time. Like even before I go into my period, like the few days before, I just pay attention and it's like I'll be driving and like lots of downloads will be coming through or I'll just be like making food for myself and downloads will come through. And so I just pay attention and I write them down and I don't put pressure on myself to create anything or do anything right away. And then a lot of times I'll wait till I have more of that energy during the middle of my cycle where during ovulation time. And then I work with that energy then to create. And as women, if we're not creating babies, our bodies do still want to be creating. And so if we can create something else, then that helps us utilize our energy. Um, but I, I think about just like, just the main concept of like paying attention to where your sexual energy is stored or your bliss energy, and then learning how to pump it up, pull it up through your spine and then let it circulate through your body. And you might even start to feel more almost like the, how you feel when you drink caffeine, just like that extra energy hit that you get, you, you might start to feel that in your body just from circulating your bliss energy around your body. That's what I've noticed too. So it's like, if I feel tired and I need a little hit of something, I'll just like, I'll just play with that energy and cycle it through a little bit. I love that so much. It's so true. Like we, we are made, made to create and get life. And it's not just babies, of course, babies, of course, but also like we can see everything else, our projects, our work, um, our goals, anything else like as creations that we give birth to 
Uh, I love that so much. And so would they be part of your, um, of some practices that you generally do like on a daily basis or what are some practices that we can include in our day-to-day life? Like let's say like a normal, not like quarantine life, not lockdown life, but like Mm -hmm. normal life, busy maybe um, and all that. Yeah. So I feel like just like some of the embodiment practices that I've sort of mentioned throughout our talk today are things that you can incorporate back into your normal busy life. So when I get out of the shower, I always put lotion all over my body. And so I typically do my breast massage then. So I just, I put that into my routine then, and that helps me connect to my heart and start to connect pleasure into my day. Um, And then the exercise that I just mentioned about contracting my my muscles in my pelvic floor and pulling that energy up my spine and just circulating it and at least storing it more in like the heart space. I'll do that two or three times just like throughout the day. Um, And then what else? I think honestly, just like just being connected to your cycle and just paying attention to like what phase you're at and then just paying attention to what you what you feel like doing. I think that's really important too. And, and like, if you're feeling like you're getting ideas and downloads, like write them into the notes app on your phone or like just do a little voice recording. I have hundreds of voice recordings on my phone just, and like not putting pressure on to like take action on that. I feel like those are the main things that I kind of do where I'm just like utilizing my body and utilizing, utilizing my sexual energy to to stay in tune with that stuff throughout busy days. Yeah, love that. Super simple and actionable. I love that. So yeah. So is there anything that you wanted to add right now? Because then I have one more question that I always ask at the end of every episode. Um, I don't think so. Okay, cool. So what the question that I always ask is, what are your non-negotiables for to staying flow? Ooh, that's such a good question. And you'd sent me this in my, the email that you sent to me. And so I've been trying to think about it for about a day. Um, (laughs) My non-negotiables for staying in flow, I think are getting enough sleep for sure. So allowing myself most days to be able to sleep in and making sure that I have enough food. So it's like base level stuff, like base level stuff to help me just feel like my body's operating. And so I can be in flow. And I think like, I just never forcing myself to do anything. I don't know if that's like too simple of an answer, but like, I will never force myself to do anything. And So like if I am having a day where I'm just like not in the mood to get work done or like not in the mood to complete a project or something, like I never force it. If it doesn't feel like it's fun, it's not happening. And so I feel like that's probably my main non-negotiable to stay in flow. Yeah, no, it's definitely not too simple. I think like the most simple things, um, like they, they seem, they, they seem simple, but they're actually not that simple. Like they're, they are simple, but they're not that easy to live by or to stick to. 
but I totally understand that and like not I totally agree with the not forcing yourself to do things uh we don't like the push (laughs) no pushing um so yeah I love that so thank you so much Susan for coming uh, on the podcast yeah thank you for having me So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's a little bit of a different one. And honestly, I absolutely loved it. I loved um, the conversation with Susan. I loved the answers. I think this is going to be so helpful. And please, please let us know um, your takeaways from this. When you listen to this, we would love to hear your takeaways um, on social media. If you feel comfortable, of course, sharing on stories or in a post, you can tag us. You will find our profiles, our links uh, down in the show notes. And otherwise, even if you don't feel comfortable, Um, sharing this publicly you can definitely feel free to dm us we would love to hear from you and would love to hear um what resonated from what we shared and just yeah your takeaways from this episode um so you will find everything Uh, you will find all the links to find and connect with susan in the show notes and um, that's it i hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and i see you in the next episode Thank you for listening to this episode of the Empower and Flow podcast. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave your rating and review. This would help us reach more women and change the way we live and work to experience more growth, flow, and fulfillment. See you in the next episode. Big hug, Francesca.